You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 571 for Monday, October 26, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. There we go. Something excited for Star Wars, in case you didn't notice. Uh, we're talking about Mini Coopers. This is World Famous Parker Radio, by the way. Um, pardon the Star Wars interlude. Our boy Alex is maybe a little bit too excited about the Star Wars movie coming up in December. Alex, say hi. Hi. I am indeed very excited. Yes, of course. Todd's with us as well from MotoringStripes.com. Todd. I am uh, uh, not equally as excited, but I am excited. And uh, Chad and the dogs uh, from Detroit Tune, Detroit Tune. Yeah. Are joining us this evening as well. I'm pretty excited, but I will have to tell you that if, as anybody that has actually been in a store anywhere in the United States lately, there has been Star Wars memorabilia up the wazoo. Since the toys came out. why do they need to make that a Star Wars? Oh, Star Wars macaroni and cheese. Yep. Yep. Target just did like a whole big Star Wars promotion, like the whole weekend, all I had was Star Wars stuff. In I our, know. It's I guarantee crazy. you, in our pantry right now, Star Wars gummies. <laughs> it's funny because I was uh, so I was listening. Obviously, I listen to Star Wars podcast sometimes, and and those guys were saying that it's mean uh, on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> those guys were saying that the level of promotion for this movie is nothing compared to what they did for the Phantom Menace. It's like actually on the low side. Uh, because they don't want to be in a situation where they're hyping this thing so much and that the movie doesn't deliver, like the Phantom Menace didn't deliver. Yeah, they, they want a movie to live on its own. So I think that's a uh, you know it's, a, it's and, good. And nerds like you that are listening, that are watching the trailer on repeat in your house and at work. Well, they want they don't want like Target to have like shelves full of Jar Jar Binks, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> action figures that nobody really wanted. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks was the best. Oh, Me no. so think so. No. no. Yes, Jar Jar Binks was awesome. That is the reason never ever to watch episodes one through three. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, you have to watch episode one. You have to push through episode two, and then you have to make Alex watch episode three on repeat while he's strapped to a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that I took uh, tickets for the for the marathon because I never saw episode uh, four, five, six of the movies. Oh, yeah, because you were like three years old. No, you weren't even born yet. When the, the last one came out. I yeah. was nine when the first one came out. Todd was uh, 10. Yeah. Did you guys see the movies? No. Yeah, Todd I did. Was- I've seen them all live in the theater. Yeah, so. I've seen them all in the theater. Yeah, I saw all except for the first one in the theater. Man, I saw the first one like a dozen times at the theater. So I was, I was poor and I lived in the sticks, so we couldn't go to the movies like you fancy city people. We are Star Wars nerds, man. I'm I'm really like more Star Trek than Star. Wars. I only tolerate Star Wars just and just enough to give Alex a hard time about it. So I remember it being simulcast live on television and the radio at the exact same time. Oh, I do remember that, Chad. In yeah. stereo, that was, that was their way to do like full. Yeah, like, that was how to do it in stereo. We recorded it on cassette tape, and we used to listen to it when we'd go to my grandmother's house in Ohio all the time. And like I oh, used to be awesome. able to verbatim just pull lines of that movie out. Dude, that is awesome. That is I awesome. have to say that is awesome. Yeah. I don't know where those tapes are now because I probably should. They find actually, it. they actually released uh, released those. Um, the the Star Wars like uh, the radio thing that there was an actual thing and they re-released it like couple a uh, couple months ago. Oh, that's awesome. iTunes. 
iTunes. Get it on the iTunes. Get Void <laughs> Roof Radio first before you get Star Wars. That's right. Go download all the past episodes and catch up. Actually, yeah, please. More, actually, more and more of you are downloading uh, on the on the Apple devices using Overcast. So that's pretty exciting. People like that. Paulson gave us a shout out for Overcast this week, didn't he? Overcast is a great app. I, I I use Overcast every day. Alex uses Overcast. I think it's a fantastic app. It's great for podcasts. No, it's one of it's 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 the best app, obviously. Yeah, if you're tired of fighting with the built-in podcast app on the on the iPhone, download Overcast. It's is free. It? You can download. You can yeah. download you can for like a dollar a month if you want. Exactly. Yeah. For those of you who are cheap, not all the features are free. Is it um is is that built into Mini Connected, by the way? Um, I don't. Uh, no, it doesn't work with Mini Connected. But it works with uh, CarPlay, obviously. But we don't have CarPlay. On so they Mini Connected lists their options as. Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Audible, TuneIn, and GoPro. So if you want to listen to us with Mini Connected, just you have Bluetooth to use stream Stitcher, it. Stitcher or TuneIn. If you're using anything else, you just have to use Bluetooth audio or jack in. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't I don't have anything with Mini Connected on my site, so I haven't been able to actually test that app. Um, but anyway, it's a great app. I was listening to something, there's another good app I heard about for Android and I forgot what it was called. For good guests. Yeah, Pocket Cast on Android. Which, here, speaking uh, of podcasts, like my my lady friend hates the Apple interface so much that she'll download the podcasts to an old school iPod, okay, and then it lives in the car. Like she'll update dozens and she oh my god, she does it that way. That's why we used to have to do it back in the olden times. And then you have to like uh, iTunes knows it's a podcast, so you have to force it into a playlist. Yes. And then you have to update your playlist to the uh, to the iPod. And yeah. then that's all that's on her iPod in there. And then she just goes through until she's done and then, then takes it in. Tell her, and tell her to download Overcast. Okay. And well, give it a shot. I we'll think she'll be surprised. Because I've, I've heard a lot of complaints about the new uh, iOS podcast app. Yeah. Pretty, pretty it's, bad. It's okay, pretty what, else, what other nerd stuff do we have to go away before we talk about the convertible? Uh, that's it. That's Oh, no, the uh, Apple uh, TV is coming out next Monday. So, oh, yeah, actually, Apple so TV. yesterday, yeah, the day you hear the show, yesterday you could pre-order it and it comes out Wednesday? Is that right? Something like, uh, yeah, Monday order, Wednesday deliver, I believe. So, yeah, that's exciting. Although HBO Now is now on Roku, so I don't need to use Apple TV for anything, well, which is really exciting. I just have I have 37 HBO channels, as Alex can attest to. Uh, come on. go. If, sorry. Right, Alex? <laughs> All right. Let's stop the nerd portion of the show. cast ended. <laughs> We're done talking about that. Big explosion. Can we get HBO in our new minis? No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. Yeah, you can, but you have yeah, if you stream it, if you have like the app, right, and you, and and you should not go like it. you should be watching TV and driving at any given time. But see, Chad, Wonders you were just radio a... does not condone the watching of HBO. No, but Chad was just extol- extolling the joys of listening to movies yeah. in the car. You yeah. could technically do that if you launched your HBO app or any of your video apps, or and then Hulu, just blew- or Netflix. Yeah, yeah. true, just- but uh, <laughs> listening to the Oranges of the New Black is probably not the same as listening to Star Wars. It's probably not, but it would be interesting. It'd be fun. You could, though, however, probably listen to uh, Back to the Future and yes. know all those. Yeah. All those. Amazon Prime. You know yeah. what's really funny, Todd? It's funny that you actually mentioned the whole listening to movies. There's like a little subset niche of people. Blind, pe- blind people? Towards, no, not blind <laughs> people. Like sighted people that do exactly that. They, they will extract the audio from a movie. 
Yeah. And then put it on their devices and they listen to the movie. They don't actually watch it. They just listen to it. I, I, I think they're called blind I, people. I think they're called blind people. <laughs> no, like normal <laughs> I'm kidding. People. I joke. I am seriously not joking about blind people. I, I actually know people that do this besides for all of our blind listeners, we are sorry for Todd's comments. Um come on, you're laughing too. If you're blind, you seriously have to laugh at that. Come on. Oh, it's I laughed funny. at it. And it's I'm blind. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blind and I've got new glasses. Nobody cares. Though. I'm sorry. Every blind person I've ever known in my life, which has probably been half a dozen, they all have an incredible sense of humor about it. Yeah. Seriously. You have to. Yeah. Because you know what would be nice about being blind? I wouldn't have to wear progressive lenses. <laughs> That's true. You, I'll think Six. of all the money you'd save on contacts and glasses. Suck or bifocals. I'm, I'm not enjoying the progressive lenses at all. I'm still getting used to them. So. Um, anyway, we're not going to talk about any more nerd stuff here. Let's talk about Mini Cooper stuff because that, my friends, is what we like to do. Tonight... We're going to talk about the convertible because, uh, lucky for us, sh the convertible actually went live on the internets on show night. So we've got pictures, we've got specifications, we have colors, and we have tidbits. We have tidbits. Um, we have all kinds of stuff. We have, you know, crazy. I don't even know what that is now. Oh my god! Specs. Okay. Uh, we've got all Edit. the. We've got all the things. Now leave it there. We've got all the things about the convertible. Um, we've got that. We've got Alex driving the F-56 in his first trip to NASCAR. He's almost now officially an American. And we were going to talk about Star Wars after, but Alex forced us to talk about it uh, before. So that's out of the way. Check. <laughs> we're going to get to all that here, though, gang, in just a minute. What we're going to do first is I want to remind you about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Let's start off with our friends over at OutMotoring, OutMotoring.com. This is the Mini Cooper Parts Superstore. You guys know these guys. We talk about them every week. They're awesome. It's like the Amazon.com for Mini stuff. All the things you want for your Mini. What I don't want you to go look at this week, oddly enough, is valve stem covers. Do you want valve stem covers for your Mini? Do you just want the plain, boring ones that come on from the tire shop? Those little black guys or the green ones because the, the guys at uh, Costco put nitrogen air in your tires? Is that what you want to drive around? Green with a black car, with a, what color, with a blue car? No, with a red car and look like Christmas all the time? That's ridiculous. Go over to outmotoring.com. They have all the valve stem covers that are custom and cool looking, like the little dice. Like, uh, there's, I'm not kidding, I'm looking at these now. There's, oh my God, there's like a ton of them. One, two, three, four. There's dozens of different styles of valve stem Does he cover. have naked naked lady from like a um, a, a truck mudflap? Oh no, he doesn't. That's what he needs. You need the naked lady from the truck mudflap. It's called a trucking girl. Just trucking like girl, the trucking girl. I want those. I like naked lady from the mudflap. I don't flap, really, but. Anyway, all of them are over there. He's got all different kinds of patterns, styles, just to jazz up. I mean, that's a – and buy two sets because you know little rugrat kids in your neighborhood are going to walk by and steal them. So buy two sets. That way you're not – I mean, you're not going to be anything to bitch about on the message boards, but you'll have an extra valve stem cap when somebody steals one. Got it? Got it. Good. Almotoring.com. Like I mentioned before, all the stuff, uh, OEM stuff. You need uh, your DIY stuff. You want to do your own oil changes, swap out the air filter, cabin filter, all those parts available. Almotoring.com. Stuff for your person. Hats, shirts, shoes. Almotoring.com. Car care products. Get your car ready for winter. Uh, tools and stuff to make your car just do all the good things. Faster. Better, stronger. All of that over at Outmotoring, Outmotoring.com. When you're there, don't forget, sign up for the email newsletter. And when you do that, you'll get an email from Outmotoring. And when that email, you're going to get a 5% discount code. So every time you place an order, you save 5%. Who doesn't like saving 5%? That's awesome. And all you have to do is give them your email address. Super simple. 
Go sign up now. That again, our friends over at Outmotoring, outmotoring.com. Mini performance speed and valve cap plus license plate bolt cover set. Oh, yeah. It's outmotoring.com. Let's continue on the show. Maestro. Boom. And my apologies last week. Um, I know what happened. To the, if, if people are listening, our hardcore listeners notice the news music didn't make it last week. Well, I was making edits and I think watching baseball at the same time. <laughs> and uh, I, I hit undo one too many times. And so what I did was I made an edit. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. So I, I hit undo, undo. And then the third undo was basically the placement of the uh, news music. So my bad. Apologies. No worries. No worries. It was just like I was like listening and I'm just like, um, wait a minute. Hang I, on. I knew exactly so, what happened. Yeah. So I heard it. I don't that, know about anybody else. Not that. Go you. Um, so, yeah. Last week, as we mentioned already, the new convertible dropped. The F56 with the drop top dropped. <laughs> Motoringfollow.com has all like the mega gallery, uh, the full specifications, and uh, just the changes, just the stuff that you really want to know. Okay, fellas, just tell, let's just go. I like it. Todd thinks it's photoshopped. Well, I think a couple of the pictures are because it really, and if it's not, it's de-emphasized that black front bumper that is stuck out, stuck out, that is stuck out. And been the bane of everybody's existence since the F fifty six, right? I think they maybe maybe they were able to trim that back a little bit. I'm wondering maybe if they have. Because if you look at the like at a full side view, either they did some serious photoshopping or they were able to pull that back in just a skosh. Because right now the side view of the F fifty six it sticks out like a fat lip. It really does. I mean, and I I'm not saying that to be derogatory toward it, but that's what it does. It's like a like you've been punched in the mouth and your lip swells up. Right. That's how it sticks out. And this car does not appear to do that. In fact... Not, not as bad, anyway. You do a double take on it, and you think it's an R56. Yeah. yeah I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the red one right now. You know, I think it, I think this car... I'm surprised, that, but I think this car looks really nice as a convertible. Alex, what were you saying? No, I, I agree with you, B. I think it looks really nice as a convertible. Um, it's funny because the length of the nose plays really nice with the rest of the car when the, when the, when the top is down. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to uh, come back to the comment you made about the front, you know, the, front, the bottom of the uh, front bumper. If you look carefully, I think there is not one picture where the car is, is you know, where you have a, a profile picture of the car, but really flat. It's always like there is always some kind of angle, right? So this plus the, the fact that it's a convertible with the top down, I think plays a little bit to the, uh, to maybe the visual effect that, you know that creates you to think that maybe it's uh, it's less than before. But honestly, because of production purposes, I don't think they've uh, changed anything. To yeah, me. I wouldn't think so either because it may trick the eye a little bit like that. Yeah. But, okay. But I do like it, and you notice that the uh, the picture of the red car that's showing up, um, the red Cooper S, it does have a JCW aero kit. Those are aero side skirts. Because yes. compared oh, to you're right. Yeah, and it's got the aero kit on the front and the rear bumper also. The, yeah. the red one and it looks fantastic oh, it's beautiful so yeah. is so that means that the 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 convertible s is going to come with the jcw body no kit? no no it's just an option it's just one that's, way just, that's just how they're showing it because the car that we can't figure out the one that looks seafoam green you know what it actually looks like it looks like the color that they introduced the super legera in Do people remember that yeah, Super Legera is a bit uh, lighter on the lighter side. It might be, but it's kind of a seafoam yep. green kind of. Because we were thinking that might have been electric blue, and there's no way that's electric blue. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really similar. 
It's so I was reading the comments and Gabe confirmed that it's not electric blue. It's a specific color to the F-57. So it's a very teal kind of green, which they've never had good success with green. We had nope. silk green in the very early days of 2002. I, that that lasted about a week and a half. <laughs> exactly. I think there's 12 cars on the market, and they're all CVT Coopers. Yes, they are. <laughs> and with, with, with all wrong with a CVT Cooper. With though. white roofs, and I think there's one with a black. Yeah, and then they came out with Laguna Green, which was a $1,000 paint job, and of course nobody bought that. that lasted about a month. So, yeah, it, it was on six more cars. Yes. So if you're lucky enough to have a green Mini, that is why. But um, It's not PRG. Yeah. What is uh, really interesting, the most interesting thing that you notice if you don't read, um, is the Union Jack woven top as an option. It is a mini yours option to where they weave that Union Jack into it. And I know there was a couple places in England that you could buy a new top for your previous convertibles, and they were ridiculously expensive. They were like, what, $3,000 or something. Right. I don't know if I'd want a Union Jack on on the roof of my car, but I'm not a giant roof graphic kind of guy. Yeah. You know, and especially like on a, on a woven top, you can't fix that for me. You know, you can't come. I can't just go to like a striping party and have Todd put a new Union Jack graphic on the roof of my car. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that yet. I think I'll have to see it in person and and res- reserve judgment for that. But what do you got? What do the other guys think of the Union I, Jack? I, I think they were definitely trying to fit a niche that they were lacking because of all of the other cars having something fun like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a kind of a neat option, but I'm wondering longevity, you know, how is it going to wear? All of these other cars have always had wear on the roofs. And, you know, I know multiple convertible owners have gone through multiple roofs. If you've got to replace this again, expensive. what's that going to cost? Because the top in itself is really expensive. So all of a sudden you add a, a, a silkscreen graphic onto it or a, some type of sewn pattern that could double or triple the cost on it real easy. So, Yeah, and I think most of us also have the opinion, and we know this after driving a convertible cross-country and a Roadster, is if you have a, a convertible top car, seriously, and it's it's not down, you're an idiot. Well, yeah. Unless it's raining or unless 112. It, unless it's raining really hard, like the rain that we just got in Arizona and they're getting in Texas this, this last week. Right. That kind of rain, you can put your top up. But if it's just kind of raining, yeah, leave the top down. And you're on the freeway, leave the top down. If it's you know, if it's 72 degrees and sunny, and your top is up on a convertible, I don't care what your hair is going to look like. Put that down. I want to yell at people when I see that. Yeah, <laughs> so do I every time. Yeah, I really do. But I mean, our man Scotty, he drives with the top down. I would say 80 percent of the time, unless it's like 120 degrees outside. Right. Otherwise, you see Scotty roll up, tops down. Oh, look, there's Scotty, top down. <laughs> top down. His whoa, sorry. His openometer is I forgot how many hours are on his openometer, but it's ridiculous. Almost all of them. Yeah. Here's the other thing we notice about this car that I caught when when reading the specifications. Yeah, is that much like the Clubman? Um, the Clubman, you have two options for a screen. Okay, everybody gets a screen. You either get the 6.5 inch screen, which is standard. Um, which is a full display, you've got mini connected, and it looks like a nav screen, or you get the XL nav screen when you choose the navigation package and right. what that's part of. right? So they've done, or they're on the way to doing what BMW did a couple of years ago. You get two screen options in every BMW, so no more LED displays. Mm. And it kind of makes me wonder, it's like now the F56 is starting to look old, 
in comparison because um, unless you get navigation, well, actually there's two options in an F56 also, but one is mini connected with no nav and then one is mini connected with nav. Like I've seen a handful of people actually get the mini connected screen in an, in an F56, a 14 or a 15 mm-hmm. and now a 16, um, but they have not converted that option over yet. And I think it's just a matter of time. And Alex said the same thing before the show. I just don't know how long we're going to have to wait for that to become, hey, it's now standard that you get a 6.5-inch screen mini-connected. But it is not standard on an F56 yet. yet. You know, Um, it's funny because when you're talking about screens, I was thinking that you're talking about the the windscreen in the back of the convertible. No, that screen, the big giant, what used to be our speedometer. And for those of you wondering uh, why you would ever need the mini luggage, uh, it's made for this car. No, really. Look at the boot and see how tiny the boot is. That mini luggage is made to fit in the back of the convertible. It really is. And it's funny because they make it look bigger than it is. Those are probably carry-on size bags, which are like yeah. 18 inches tall. Yeah. But I think they're, uh, they're using the, in this one, they're, they have the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the additional option for uh, storage. It seems like it's going down in the, inside the boot. You see what I mean? The, yeah, the boot's a deeper than normal alex i wonder if there's going to be a storage pack option on this because um like a roof rack no no no. (laughs) they call it the storage pack and i think it's 150 or 250 dollars on the f56 and what happens is is you can lift that floor up and it goes down a little bit farther we've Uh, uh, todd was hiding the booze on the mtts yes yeah right 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 yeah and not every car has that it's an additional option to pay for but you're right, Alex. It does look like it drops down pretty far there. So we don't know if that's standard. I When I built my last Clubman online, it said it was included, but I don't know if it was included with one of the packs I chose uh, or okay. if they're all just going to be that. They're like, screw it. We're not going to charge more for this now. There's uh, one thing also that I like. I mean, it's not really car related. I mean, you know, somehow. Uh, if it's Star Wars related, we're cutting you off. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, I like... <laughs> I like to see uh, the the women behind the the mini brand, right? Most most of the time, when we see pictures of the designers working, it's uh, a bunch of dudes working. And now we have, uh, you know, it's nice to see only women on this on this on this one. Uh, really appreciate that. I think it's a nice it's a nice touch. Well, that is interesting. And what about these wheels? Does anybody else know? Are these wheels new? The ones that are on the car? I, they look new. I like them. Yeah, they're, yeah. It's on the red car. Are they almost look like the same wheels from like a? Mm, they almost look like the G, like the GP wheels. Yeah, and those are JCW wheels that have been available. Yeah, the for GP quite wheels. Some. They're they're they've been available as JCW option for a couple of years now, um, yeah. on both the Countryman, and now making their way down to this generation. Like there's a picture uh, below of a JCW. They were on the cars that Alex drove at Lime Rock, and um, but anyway. Uh, wheels are a new option. What else on this car looks like it's new? The color, of course, which we don't know what it is yet. And we know that Gabe hates it. What, the color? We talked to Gabe, but I almost bet you he hates it. Because Teal is his arch nemesis. Teal is Gabe's arch nemesis. Yeah. I don't think it's so bad. I think it looks pretty good. It, like I said, it reminds me of the Super Legera. Yeah, yeah I think it was a good color. Well, and, and here's the other thing. If you go to the, uh, go see one of the mega galleries, these are all over the web, over at Motoring File. The Mega Gallery. You scroll down to the bottom, and you guys were saying earlier, like, why are there pictures of Classic down here? Right. I have an answer to that question. And <clears throat> you're going to start seeing this more and more in, in mini advertising. Because <clears throat> with the new corporate identity, and that new corporate identity is rolled into all of these pictures. You notice the very clean white background? Mm-hmm. Right. Gone is all the black and all the borders. 
and the and so everything's much brighter and much wider. Well, the classics are there because Mini is going after a clientele that really wants to appeal to consumers looking for products with a good story and a mm. good heritage and a good history. So I think we're going to start learning more, at least publicly on an advertising basis, about the classics and about the heritage of Mini. Because not only are the classics there, you see the original R52 pictures are there built into this too. Right. And the, uh, I believe the blue one is an R56. And uh, it's the R57 version of the convertible. That's what I meant. Yeah, that, I know. <laughs> um, I couldn't think of it either. And when you said six, I'm like, no, it's a seven. <laughs> <It's> a seven. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you get to see the, the classic original um, an R52, which was the 2005 to 2008. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I have to interrupt you, Todd, but honestly, the R50 has the best front end ever. It really does. It really mm -hmm. does. But I, I, I'm looking at that picture. I'm just going, yeah, that's just a pretty <clears throat> The whole point is many wants to appeal to people with the heritage of it, which I think is brilliant, okay? And I'm really glad they're going beyond just the classics because most people, when they talk about what's the heritage of many, they go back to the 50s and 60s, right? Right. But I thought about this the other day, and mathematically, this car's been around since 1959 to now. Correct. But our new cars started in 2002. So from right. 2002 to 2016, that is a full 25% of the life of the brand since mm. 1959. Nice. Isn't that cool to think about? We are a full one quarter of the heritage of this brand since 1959. That That's kind of blew my mind when I did the math. Yeah. Right? Huh. Right, no, it's uh, that's pretty crazy. That that's pretty. Uh, looking at it this way, it's uh, it's really interesting. Right, I like I do like what you say about the about the classic stuff because if you follow many anywhere on the internet, like uh, Twitter or Instagram, especially, uh, you'll notice that probably once a week, maybe twice a week, they throw up pictures of classics, right? Mm -hmm. And that totally makes sense. And they're usually like on the road, or they're maybe at a club event. It's you know user submitted photographs, which they they repost those all the time. Right. Um, and that kind of makes sense. Well, mark my words, you're going to start seeing more about Heritage because Mini, as a company, really wants to appeal to customers who are after something with the story. Because you got to admit, since 1959, Mini is a pretty fascinating story from Alec Isagonis, knowing that this is the car that first turned the engines transversely. So all used to be all engines went straight in line with the drivetrain of the car, or let's say from front to back. Well, if anybody knows, if anybody's ever opened the bonnet on their Mini and looked at the engine, you realize it's sideways in the compartment, as are 90% of cars on the road today. Mini is, Alec Isagonis, who designed this car, was the very first one to do this, to maximize the space inside the car. So little things like that are cool to the story and the heritage of the brand. And we all know it, and we've all heard it since 2002, you know, since we became fans, but I think a whole new generation of people are what's being targeted in marketing, and that's that's why we're going to start seeing a little bit more of this. So about those uh, those people that are trying to get, you know, through the uh, the, the story, right? Like the, a brand that has a story. I'm I'm trying to uh, to see what competitor to Mini has a similar story, and the only Fiat's the only one. I can come back think to this again, again, and again. But the only the only car that I can think of is the GTI. Other than this, I'm I'm really not sure. So a Fiat oh. now that like with the with the latest Fiat 500, I think they've got as much of a heritage. Fiat, uh, yeah. Chevrolet okay. Corvette. 
has been around since what 50 help me out here at 56 no 1953 see corvette's been around so corvette's got a huge history um yep. see the demographics and and you know oh, different, when, when todd was talking about this i can relate to exactly what he was talking about because chevrolet has has tried to do that for you know many 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 years and I was actually in a Corvette or a Corvette dealership, a Chevy dealership this morning, buying a couple parts, and all of their interior of their decor is all classic Vintage. Chevy pictures. Yeah, I, everything. I think that's the new marketing because today's buyer, and I, I hesitate to use the word hipster because they're not all hipsters, but this there's a generation of buyers who having a unique compelling story and having history is something that is uh interesting to them and something that draws them in and i just think you know instead of having so instead of having the the retro look in the design of the car they want to know that the retro's there behind the car Right. So, so it's more to answer to a, to a, uh, a need or a, a, you know a one of the consumer as opposed to really uh, well I mean, for me it's a little bit different because they have like a strong heritage right but if you you know take as example Chevrolet I'm gonna say yes but like you know like that's the Corvette of course but those are not the people that Mini is targeting. No, but the Camaro, Camaro people are the same people. The Mustang people are the same people. I don't know. I think it's story. I think a compelling story, and it doesn't necessarily have to be car related, but sure. yeah. it's it's easy for us to see because you know we grew up. Our parents, you know, always talked about, oh, I had a '57 Chevy or whatever, yep. and you can immediately it's, picture that in your mind, and you know that there's heritage there, and you know that everybody from 1957 to now can say. Yeah. When you say a 57 Chevy, I know exactly what that is. Yeah. It's it's not necessarily a brand specific exactly. thing. It's more of a marketing way right. because it, you could be a Chevy fan or a Ford fan or a Mini fan and they're just trying to recap on what they right. were because it's like, okay, you know what? We've been around for a long time regardless of whether somebody bought into the brand or not. I mean, they're trying to be like, look, we're still trying to bring back that heritage, that history and all of that stuff. Even, you know, GM has been through multiple people that have owned that company and they've taken it in multiple different directions. I mean, everything comes back to heritage really sucked. I mean, it's just it it was horrible, but they've gone through different people. And it's almost like every 10 to 15 years, you almost have a new company because there's different people running it and different things going on. So they're trying to bring back being like, hey, this is the heyday, no matter what brand or market they're, you know, they're trying to go with. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think Mini's so much doing that. I think they did that in 2002. We talked about it, but how many people have you guys ever run into? Well, you know, they're looking at Minis and they're learning about them, and they're like, "I never knew they've been around since 1959." I hear that all the time. People are like, "I thought this was a brand new car." I mean, they scratch well, their heads. It is a brand new car. It hasn't been in the United States since I don't know, 60 what, 68? 72? Yeah, it was like the late 60s, early 70s was the late last. Late 60s, early 70s was the last time you could actually buy me in the United States until 2002. Two. Correct. So, I mean, that would make sense if people are all, oh, I have no idea. Right. Cause if car, because people, oddly enough, people buy cars that aren't car enthusiasts, and we've talked about this a million times, including you know people buying minis, and they're not necessarily enthusiastic about the brand, but they do like the car, so they don't know the history, and they don't know that it started in 59 and blah, blah, right. blah. blah. But regardless of that, I mean, you'd still kind of have to live under a rock if you've never heard of a mini, really. I mean, like, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of people who have no clue. That's a uh, lot of you know, people that haven't seen the born identity. 
it's it's sad that, that people are like that, but like, come on, like there are so many things, and I'm not just saying that the classic mini is one thing, but there are so many things. It's like, why? Well, I have no idea what that is. It's like, well, it's the basic internal combustion engine on every single car. I mean, yes, that's a ga- all, that's a gasoline pump. That's what makes your car go. <laughs> I yeah. just give money and it just makes it run. Oh. I mean, you know, so I was like, yeah. there's a lot of things. It's like, how could you have never heard of that? I mean, you've never, I mean, we were, we were with some friends the other day and they're like, and these old people are like, oh my God, I read it on Facebook. This is a great news. And it's like, everything was Facebook, 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 because it was so new to them right. being old. I mean, there's so many avenues for everybody to be like, Oh yeah, I've seen a mini. I don't really know a lot about it, but I know what a mini is. Like, it still should be there. I mean, that's kind of like a household name. Well, there's what like, I don't know percentage wide. Like, uh, let me do my um, Rain Man math. My Rain Man math here to think about how many minis have been sold in the United States. It's, it's, uh, it's a half a half a million, right? Right up thousand, yeah. Yeah, six hundred thousand. Six hundred thousand, and so <laughs> let's say. Six hundred thousand out of. I think you're using a calculator. I am. Uh, I can't. Jeopardy music. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. So that's. I will tell you, with what? being in the business that I'm in, obviously in Detroit, which is weird. Um, everyone's like, "There's enough minis that you guys can stay open." I mean, everybody doesn't even think that there's that even that many minis in the country, much it's- less in Detroit. It's about my quick rain. Yeah, my quick rainman math is saying that about one between one point five and one point seven out of a hundred cars on the road in the US is a mini. And I think that's pretty darn close. Somebody oh some of our listeners can probably check my math on that. But um it's and that's out of there's about as many cars as people in the US. You can almost say that, you know, one out of a hundred people in the US driving owns a mini. Wow, and that's, that's probably pretty accurate. And that's you think probably pretty accurate. And you think about it, you're like, okay, that's that doesn't sound like a lot, because think about how many people do you know who owns a Honda? I mean, I know like six people. I can name six people right now. I know who own a Honda. Right. That's way higher percentage, or or five more that own a Volkswagen. Yeah, you don't need that kind of negativity in your life, man. You need new friends. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I like them. I said I knew them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Really quick, Mini won an award because they showed up. Uh, this is one of those uh, Everybody Wins Awards, the Sport Auto Award 2015, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Mini won that, so that was kind of exciting. Hey, something 13, else. They- it was actually since 1980, and it's yeah. 13,000 readers voted, blah, blah, blah. But basically, it's everybody Everybody who shows up gets an award award. Hey, you know what else they won last week? That This hasn't been talked about, and I think it should really be the new marketing for Mini. Yes. Is Consumer Reports named Mini as one of the top 10 most reliable cars? Top 10. It was number 10. <laughs> now, i got to give them that much. It was number that 10. That doesn't matter. Give yeah. some precision about what model we're talking about. We're, On the F56 and the four-door. So the F50. What's the model of the four-door? The F55. F55. Yeah, F55. And the Countryman. F56 and the F55. Right. Top 10. Oh. In reliability from Consumer Reports. Above BMW. Did they include the Countryman in that, or was it just the two? No, it's just the two models. Just two models, yeah. Which it's funny because you realize that if you lump those together right now, like at this point in time in history... We'd be done with the Jeep. There's only two models that many offers right now. There's really three. So you've got the hardtop, you've got the four-door, and you have the Countryman. That's it. And if you doubt me, watch a commercial. There's, There's some... 
uh, popular commercials on TV right now. It's a mini commercial that goes around, and they talk about the handling and everything like that. And at the end, they pull up, and you they only pull up two cars. They pull up a hardtop, and they pull up a Countryman. And they might pull up a four-door. I don't know. But that's it because yeah. that's all the new cars that are offered by mini right now at this point in time. So do you guys know what is the difference between this uh, study and the one that J.D. Power publishes? Uh, this it, this uh, is J.D. Power does it by mail-in vote. Right, as by owners it, it, do. They, they send you a dollar, you fill out the form, and you send it back. So owners of the car actually are the ones who are rating the J.D. Powers, okay? Consumer Reports is a bunch of, quote, and I'm using air quotes here, independent testers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who have no relationship with the car that are testing everything and then checking little checkboxes like, yes, they, I like they, this. They buy, they buy the cars full price from a dealership. They don't say who Correct. they are when they walk in. They go in and they independently test them. Right. So if you guys uh, looked at the uh, change in rank from last year, like Mini... Was they were not? unranked last year. They were. It said they were completely unranked, weren't they? Yeah, something. It was really bad. We were like worse than Fiat last year, I think. <laughs> not even on the charts. Yeah, yeah so well, the score, the average score is like one. Like, is that is that like completely neutral? Well, compared to the Fiat score, which is minus one seventy seven, I don't know what the how the ratings did it, and I think that's irrelevant from a marketing standpoint because we all know it's kind of BS in the end. Like, does anybody really trust Consumer Reports anymore? Uh, a lot of people do. People well, do it. They do. So here's what Mini does. I'm saying right now, as a marketing person, you make a giant ass poster that goes in there and then it says top 10 by consumer reports top 10 rated you know best reliability the mini cooper right uh, that's it that's all you have to say and that's what makes you feel all warm and fuzzy when you walk into the dealership and you're like consumer reports is on it so am i top 10 boom i'm in so where do i sign so it's funny because uh, i don't know if you guys you know looked at the rest of the of the rankings right so you have a lexus and toyota which is pretty much the same brand like close to one another then you have Audi number three, and then Volkswagen and Porsche are like down 13 and 14. So it's it's very funny that you know BM, Mini BMW is really really close, Lexus to you are really really close, but Audi and Volkswagen it's completely. Uh, that that is really strange. You would think that Audi, Volkswagen, and Porsche would all be right tight together. Together. You would think so. And Mini beat BMW in this ranking too. BMW was 11th. Where Mini came in is tenth, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, like the chances of something going wrong is is greater with BMW just because they have more models. So it's not really like a fair comparison. Now, you know, Alex, looking true. at this more, it's really funny because Nissan comes in at number fifteen, but Infiniti is way down at number twenty-four, which is crazy for yeah, a Japanese car. Then they're they're usually really they're reliable. Only so. Japanese car. Well, no, Acura's down in the least reliable too. Acura, Infiniti, and those other ones, and Fiat pulling up dead last in this particular list. Uh, right above, right and, below Jeep. And the, pretty good. The difference between Jeep and Fiat, like look between the last two cars. <sighs> Jeep is second to the last with a minus 97 score. Yep. And Fiat is dead last with a negative 177. And you're like, dude, that's like 75% worse than the, than the next worse. So enjoy, enjoy that Fiat. It's the same group, right, Dibby? Yeah. yeah, Jeep and Fiat. You know, yeah, I, I would bet that, that that Fiat, I bet you that's a lot of, I'm, I don't know anything from anything when it comes to Fiats. I really don't, but I do see a lot of Fiat 500s on the road. And they seem to be tootling along merrily as can be. But I bet you that that number is related to the XL. 
I bet you they've had nothing know. but problems with that car. It says that they rated two, yeah, two different like, ones, and that that was it. They had a heart. They have the the little one and the XL. So it has XL, to be. And that's the only cars they've got. And you see a lot. Of, I see a lot of five hundreds on the road, and I don't see as many XLs. And I think maybe they're having trouble because the XLs a new body style. It's a new shape. It's extra doors. It's uh, there's a you know a big boot, a big boot, and all that, and all the extra moving parts. And I think maybe Fiat didn't get it right the first time. I Obviously, know. I mean, look how freaking ugly that damn thing is. Good grief. <laughs> And a complete offense intended to those many owners who also own Fiat's. Come on. If you have a Fiat 500 and you have an Abarth, rock on. But if you have an XL or you know somebody has an XL, you just need a... You need uh, new friends, as DB said. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. <laughs> to quote a Facebook post. Uh, Autocar reviewed the two, uh, 2015 at JCW with the manual transmission, and they loved it, even though it was just Duh. a skosh slower than the automatic car. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's auto. It's a manual. You get that. It's better feeling. We like it better. Just I don't saying. know. I still like to say. I still like to tell people when they're shopping. I'm like, because they when they go, oh, I really want the manual transmission. I'm like, the automatic's faster. And they go, they go, really? Because that traditionally has never been the case. And it's starting across. Like, I don't care what brand you buy. It's the case in most brands now. Yeah. Automatic and, transmissions and are phenomenal. Yeah. And finally, there's this uh, great picture of Gabe's original R56. Um, boy, that was just a pretty car. You know, I gotta say, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of a black car, and we'll get to the story in a second. I'm not a fan of a black car, but the R56 in black is stunning. Yeah, we should They're, get to that story about how the R53, and this is a that's what I'm talking about. How R53 uh, many reignited car enthusiasm. Yeah, and this was a story from it was printed in uh, Car and Driver in 2003. Yeah, right. Or Road and Track. I'm sorry, Road, road and track. track. Yeah. My apologies. Road and Track 2003. It's a fantastic article. It talks about enthusiasm. But I wanted to segue into how much... That's the car we all fell in love with, was the R50, R53. Mm -hmm. And our buddy Alex happened to be in town in Kansas City last weekend and had the opportunity to drive both a manual transmission, a 56 Cooper, and then virtually back-to-back -back drive my 2006 uh, John Cooper Works GP, the GP1. And yeah, of course. I want Alex to talk about that first. I want to hear about the Cooper... Um, or DB, do you want to do a quick break before we get here? This from Alex. Yeah, you know, let's uh, let's go and end news, and let's talk about our friends over at CravenSpeed.com, and then we'll do that. How about that? Yep. Sales Good deal. I want you guys to punch it up. CravenSpeed.com. Go over there now. <sighs> CravenSpeed.com. These are the guys. They make all the stuff. It's computer designed, made with unobtainium and titanium and platinum, right? With lasers and robots. Super high-quality, high-tech stuff. This is the part you want for your car. I, I don't care if you just want to get the little stubby antenna, which is nice, to be sure. Everybody's got one. You should have one, too. The dipstick that you can read and it doesn't break. You have an F56, and you want the intake. You have a cell phone, and you want the squeezy thing, i.e. the FlexPod adapter. All of that stuff is over at CravenSpeed.com. If you don't have Mini Connected and you want to get a Mini Connected-like experience in your car, you have to have a FlexPod adapter, period. And they've got one for all your cell phones. Um, and there's all other sorts of things over there. And it's all custom crafted, custom designed, custom built, made for you at CravenSpeed.com. Go over there, check it all out. When you're there, sign up for the email newsletter. That way, whenever there's an update to the website, you'll find out. And it's like, boom, we got something new on the site. And you're like, oh, sweet. I'm going to go check this out. Um, so that's super awesome. When you buy stuff from CravenSpeed, they've got like a whole wiki set up to help you install those parts step by step with videos if needed, photographs, uh, real fun 
step-by-step instructions that make installation super duper simple. Uh, and the other piece that you want from Craven is going to be the the gear shift knob. I keep forgetting to tell you guys about that. I've got that on my car, and I've, I know a lot of people have ordered that with the custom cap. Oh, it is so awesome. It just feels so nice, and it's perfect. It's like putting a, sh- a short shifter kit in your car just by changing out the stock gear shift knob to the new the new Craven Speed uh, aluminum one. Really, really nice piece. Go over there, check it all out. When you place an order at CravenSpeed.com, make sure you actually leave a note there in the comment there's a comment section in the order form that says uh you know you say you know thanks for supporting white roof radio we really appreciate that so do they they of course being our friends over at cravenspeed cravenspeed.com home of the electric mini you guys were saying yeah so i want to hear from alex first of all your thoughts because before he got a chance to drive the manual cooper um f56 he was like oh it's too slow no i'd never own one of those it's too slow then, after getting a chance to drive it, Alex, I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so um, so I got a chance to drive a car, um, you know, last week, last week, and that's a it's uh, an F fifty six Cooper. And so, yeah, Todd is right. I've been, and I'm sure people can quote me on this if they listen to past shows. Go download it on iTunes. Um, they, I mean, I, I said many times that I think the car would be too slow and 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 kind of boring, right? And that was a terrific, um, that was a great error to say that. Yes, because it feels yeah, it feels very very fast and goes very quickly. Now it's a different feeling than uh, driving an S. It's a it's a different feeling than obviously driving a JCW, but it's still like if this is your budget, you're you will you're going to be very happy uh, with this car. And I even said to Todd that um, should the S, uh, you know, should I only have the option between the S and the Cooper? It's it's very likely that I would go with the Cooper. The reason being that I think the car looks just much better. I mean, so much better than the S. Um, but you know, between a JCW and a Cooper, obviously there is no. I mean, in my mind, there is no, there is no uh, uh, comparison possible. But if I had to choose between an S and a standard Cooper, I would totally go for the Cooper. Um, now I also I also drove the uh, R53 GP, uh, and that was. Uh, my please, people don't hate me. That was my very first time driving the GP. I've never driven a GP before, um, and my God, this is <laughs> this is something else entirely. Because yeah. let me tell you what Alex said to me. Like I don't know, thirty seconds into the car of him driving, I took him for a ride first, and then got out, let him drive back, drive back, and I think within thirty seconds, he said, "You can never ever sell this car." <laughs> Yeah, this is this is the car that you cannot sell. And I and if anyone on uh, on the show, you know, owns a GP and is kind of thinking of letting it go, don't. Um, I agree that it's not it's not the best car, uh, you know, because those cars are getting old at the end of the day, right? And so it's not the best uh, commute commuter uh, all around. That's that's for sure. Like I'd rather, you know, in the morning you're tired, you don't want to, you know, play the you know play the stick, the rattles and all that stuff. You know, it's a the F56 Cooper is a nice, is a nice car to for commuting, right? But if you want to have fun during the weekend, uh, the R53, you know, GP is what 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 you what you need to honestly, and also you know, any R50 or R53 would would do the trick. And honestly, a lot of the uh, the feelings that I got driving uh, 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 Todd's car reminded me of the 1D that I get to drive, you know, once in a while when I go back to France. Although it's not at the same the same speed, no, it's not. You can't compare it. Also, the way the way it handles, but still, there is that that visceral feeling about the car that you only get with those with that generation of uh, of minis. Um, and and you know, it's uh, when I had a chance to drive the JCW uh, R56 uh, last year. 
Uh, I would say that the uh, F-56 is closer to the um, R-53, you know, in many, many ways, uh, especially the JCW to the GP, uh, as opposed to the R-56. It's kind of difficult to explain, but I think the engine sounds plays a lot of, of it, and also the, uh, you know, the suspension, the brakes, and all that stuff. It wasn't as, as good on the, uh, on the previous JCW. That said, again, I'm going to repeat myself. If you own an R-53 GP, GP, please do not, do not sell it. Uh, it would be a terrible mistake, I think. Oh, he's talking to you, John McLaughlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too late. <laughs> well, John knows that if he... Yeah, no, no I think he sold uh, the GP2, right? Yeah, he sold both of them. He had a GP1 and then a GP2. Yeah, you shouldn't have sold the GP1, John. Yeah. But if you ever sell the uh, R53, uh, John Kovarks, that you have, just give me a call. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is, is uh, you know, basically what Alex is saying is there is there are certain cars that eventually become those collector's items, and this is going to be that collector's items. I mean, you can be like the Laguna Seca blue uh, BMWs or the old, you know, 80s M3s or, you know, something like that that's going to be the real highly collectible car. Eventually, that car is going to come around, and yeah, they only made two thousand of them. But you know, there's a certain only four hundred and four hundred really fifteen screwed up. Yeah, only four hundred and fifteen in the U.S. And um, I'm not keeping it because I think it's going to appreciate in value. I was just having this discussion with somebody today. Um, I'm keeping it because it's so much fun, and there is it, there's heritage there for me. It's now going to be it's nine years old, going on ten. Yeah coming up now and it's still the most fun I've ever had in an automobile and the clutch is just so much better than on the new cars and one last thing also I want to say uh, about the interior of the car um, it is it is you know it's bare bones but it's uh, it has a little bit more personality than than what you find in a new F generation I don't know it's a it's it's the F generation we've said it many times on the show it's really well built inside I mean the quality of the interior is is really you know bare to none, um, but uh, in terms of personality, I think it's a little bit you know blunt at the end of the day compared to the, those old mini, those older minis. Uh, and so if you come, if you're you know people, if you're in the process of configuring a 56 right now, just add some color to this thing. Just don't get it just plain black or whatever. Get some white or get some you know red or green or whatever. But just <laughs> bring it bring some life to the interior because it's a lot of plastic. It's very good quality again. But still, it's uh, it's a lot of plastic. It's a lot of same color, same tone. It's kind of boring at the end of the day. And as DBOS said, blank is boring. Blank is boring. So, Alex, that's all well and good. You got to drive the GP and you gave Tonic cheese talk about the GP during the show, blah, 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 blah. How was NASCAR? Not <laughs> <laughs> everybody's drunk because that's one of the rules of drink games. Every time Todd says GP, you got to drink. Yeah. But yeah. how was Alan? How was NASCAR? Did you have a good time? I saw some pictures. Looks like you had a great time. Yeah, Tell us more. except you were wearing a golf hat. <laughs> yeah, I was wearing golf hat, and I think uh, Paulson is going to fix this. He's supposed to send me a proper NASCAR hat. Furniture Row Racing. Yes, exactly. Uh, and I think it was so good. Actually, we we kind of decided to go to Talladega next year, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to try and uh, and caravan with uh, Paulson next year to Talladega. Oh, wow. Good times. <laughs> yeah. I heard some horror story about Talladega. It's yeah. like he, he, he describes camping at a NASCAR event. And I quote, it's like, what, what did he say? It's like um, Redneck Burning Man. Yes, Redneck <laughs> Burning Man. <laughs> that is how he described in the infield camping at a NASCAR race. It's like so Redneck. You see, you see boobs. Or yes. Nice boobs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You nailed it. 
<laughs> so it was, it was, you know what, it was awesome because we had like tickets really close to the uh, to the actual track, and uh, and so we had like the uh, the the dust tire dust tire on bits all yeah. of our clothes, you know, uh, all over the all over us. It was, yeah, but that's kind of cool. I mean, it's dirty, but that's kind of cool. And also, uh, it's amazing the, uh, the 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 popularity power. of American cars among that audience of people. I mean, you could see on the parking lot barely no. Japanese car and no European cars. It was mostly American. It was redneck pickup trucks as far as the eye could see. Yes. Not a BMW anywhere. And then we pull up no. in a Mini Cooper and it's like, what? We're going to get killed. <laughs> what? No, it was... <laughs> but it was, a, it was a good time. All the all the noise and watching all those cars driving around in the left-hand circle. You had a good time? Yeah, no, no. It was... Uh, I, I would, you know, I would definitely do it again with some friends. It's because otherwise it's kind of, I think it's kind of a little bit boring. Uh, okay. And even, even Paulson who said like he's a huge fan of it, you know, he's like... I turn it on at the beginning, I go for a nap, and then I watch the end. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of like baseball. <laughs> I know because you went with our man Todd that you didn't actually partake in any um, American adult beverages, i.e. Budweiser or like a PBR perhaps, or maybe a Miller product or a Coors product, no. um, because I saw pictures of red cups <laughs> filled with gin and tonic. <laughs> it was gin all the way. That and is correct. Rent, like a Rolls Royce and show up in that. Alec, I do have a picture, and I'll send it to you, of Alex buying uh, kettle corn. <laughs> I, I saw that picture. That okay. ended up on the internet somewhere. Oh, good, good. Okay, we don't have canola corn in Boston, so I don't know what to do with that, but it's awesome. That's all I have friends, by the way. Yeah, you can get it at the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah, I should, I should get some. No, it was a good time, and it was fun uh, hanging out with John Paulson. He came and spent the night. Uh, yeah, AJ was there. Everybody was there. Gabe was in Kansas even for crying out loud. Everybody was there except for me. I couldn't make it. <laughs> Sadly. I'm very upset about that. Um, okay, cool. I'm glad Alex had a good time with that. No, no, it was awesome. I would recommend to anyone if you have the uh, opportunity to do a car show, um, uh, a NASCAR, NASCAR event, sorry, just go ahead. You're going to have tons of fun. Uh, it's it's really something you want to, you know, you want to do once in your life. You only have to experience it once. I was going to say, you need to do it once in your life. You only have to go once. I've been, sadly, I've been to half a dozen races because seriously, and Alex can attest to this, I live... 13 minutes away from the NASCAR track. Nice. We were here in 13 minutes. Um, and that's, by the way, of the F56 Cooper. Uh, it's not bad. And this is the first one I've ever actually ever paid to go to. <laughs> oh. So. Well, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Yep. It was good. We had a good time. Uh, okay. Awesome. I don't think we have anything else. Do we have anything else? Uh, I think that was it. We're good. So, you know, part of the show we're to now. This is a new part of the show. I'm, I'm we're christening it tonight. This is going to be the shout out portion of the show. This is going to be a shout out to uh, Karis in Brisbane, Australia. And you guys remember going WTF? Who's this Karis person and from Brisbane, Australia? I'm gonna tell you. Karis is one of the fine patrons over at the Patreon page from Australia, kicking in a couple bucks every month. To help keep White Roof Radio up and going, keep all the bills paid, making sure Alex has brand new gear, make sure Chad's got good gear, make sure I have good gear, make sure all the things work and work smoothly. Super duper awesome. Thank you, Karis, for helping out. If you would like to help out as well, you can do that. Patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio. Any amount, really. Buck a show. Super awesome. Helps us a huge, huge amount. You have no idea. Huge amount. And I want to remind you guys about motoring. Badges slash motoringstripes.com. Stripes.com. Motoringstripes.com or motoring badges. Been getting a lot of likes over motoring badges on the Facebook lately, which is yeah. really kind of cool. I hope you guys are actually buying badges as well. That would be super dope. Um, but go over to Motoring Stripes. Todd will make stripes for your car. 
he'll send them to you with so you can install them and you can go yeah check it out i got todd pearson stripes on my car super duper awesome add a bonus if you use the coupon code of five zero five zero todd's gonna knock five five percent off the cost of the stripes now if you want a white roof radius under delete delete kit shoot him a message there's a contact form over there email him about that if you're looking for the f56 bumper protection strip is that ready yet todd um yeah it's not online yet but it is available and will be the pictures i had to take a new picture of it but i've got it this week look for it see there you go so watch for that and but if that's something you're looking for send todd a message he'll hook you up there as well easy peasy japanesey go over there check it out motoringstripes.com you know because blank is boring anyway we're done yeah everybody so anybody uh, I have one more thing. I don't know if you guys want to talk about this now. Want to wait? Be Star Wars? No, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's car related. So oh, we yes. had a chance to see the X1, the new X1, last week. The brand new one that just came out, brand like literally. One, which is going to be oh. the Countryman. So I don't know if you guys want to save the conversation next week, but at let's least we that, let's save that for next week. You forgot to put it in the rundown, so I didn't know about that. It was yeah. We have some interesting things to talk about next week, and I hope to drive one. By the time we get to talk about next week, so you can't put it in the rundown now, Alex. We can't, <laughs> we can't go back in time, <laughs> so I can see it for next week because I always copy and paste the rundown. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So next so, week, look for our take so on the new X1. Talk about the new X1 next week because, as Alex and Todd already mentioned, that's the basis of the new Countryman. So that it, should be pretty interesting to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, but otherwise, I think we're going to go ahead and be done for the night. This is the part of the show, gang. Oh, uh, Detroit Tuned, DetroitTuned.com. Go over there, buy yourself something nice, please. Please. Thank you. Um, this is a part of the show where we like to make the funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Tell me, speaking, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. A bientôt.